Are dents and scratches putting a dent in your day? Introducing Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide, your trusted solution for automotive woes. With over two decades of expertise, Rogerstein Crash Repairs guarantees top-notch service, restoring your vehicle to its former glory in no time. From minor dings to major collisions, our skilled technicians handle it all with precision and care using state-of-the-art equipment and techniques. Rogerstein Crash Repairs saved my car. It looks brand new. Fast, friendly and reliable. I wouldn't trust anyone else with my vehicle. Don't let accidents slow you down. Visit Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide at 14 Penner Avenue, Glind for quality service you can count on. And here's a special offer just for our listeners. Mention this podcast and receive a $100 discount on your repair. Roger Steen Crash Repairs Adelaide. Excellence in every repair. Sportscast SA presents Game On. Game On. South Australia's destination for everything sports. Local, national, and international sports. AFL football, soccer, basketball, golf, baseball, tennis, cricket, and any other sports played in this wide world. And we're going to have a blast doing it. So sit back, relax, and let's do this thing. Welcome to Game On. Welcome to today's Game On. Today's a very special episode that we've put together, obviously, over the Christmas and New Year's break. We've got a little bit of a summer series that we'd like to put together for our listeners, where we go back and revisit some of the interviews that we've already done over the year, some of our favourite interviews over the year. We're going to have two lots of series, special series, over the next couple of weeks, but today a special guest will be Rick Drewer. And Wayne Phillips, keeping with the cricket theme, obviously, the Boxing Day test and the New Year's Day test going on at the moment. We thought we'd just touch base, obviously, with the cricket guys. I'd like to thank both of our special guests on tonight's episode. And next week in our Series 2, we might have a little bit of a look at some of the footy guys as well. So sit back, enjoy our last episode for 2022. Flashbacks. Flashbacks. Players, past legends, past legends. Welcome back. Uh, our special guest today is Rick Drewer, and Rick has obviously played cricket at one of the highest levels that you can get to. Obviously playing here also in South Australia for Sturt and Adelaide University, is that right? Oh, you've done a lot of spade work, yes, uh, and Sturt, Adelaide University and Adelaide. Adelaide Cricket Club, yeah. fantastic. And um, I hear along the lines that you're a bit of a GJ. <laughs> Dear me, I was a, actually, funnily enough, I actually owned the first mobile disc jockey business in South Australia. Um, I had no uh, desire to necessarily do so, but um, I've always been fascinated and interested in music and had a, I guess, dare I say, a big collection. And when I left uh, school and went to uni, a guy was on a social committee at the Ag Science faculty and asked me if I'd supply music for the show. And cutting, I'll cut the story short, I did, and everyone seemed to enjoy it, and the business just boomed from there. Fantastic. And I'm finding that doing a little bit of digging here has uncovered that you were the man with the shirt that was unbuttoned (laughs) quite low for the ladies, I'm assuming? (laughs) Well, I don't know that it was for the ladies. We, We were all guilty of that, actually. I mean... Back in my day, which is an indication of just how old I am, uh, no one was concerned about sunburn and cancer and so forth and so on. And they, I, I knew them as grandpa shirts, but the, the shirts that we wore actually didn't button or unbutton the whole way down. You'd slip them over your head and there were about three or four buttons there. 
and we just didn't do them up. So that's my excuse yeah. anyway. Yeah. It looked pretty stylish oh, at the time, I'm sure. It pulled the chick, so that's the main thing. <laughs> that is the main thing. Um, what's your biggest career highlight? Um, well, I think the, the biggest career highlight which was a, a team thing, really, which is the you know diplomatic thing to say, but winning the Sheffield, or being a member of the, the squad that won the Sheffield Shield is, particularly in relation to South Australia, um, a pretty big thing because we don't win too many of them. Um, you know, if you're a Victorian or from New South Wales, you win them every f- couple of years, whereas it's pretty special here. I mean, we won it in 75, 76, and then... The last one we won was, I think it was 96, 97 or 97, 98, one or the other. And, you know, we've been bottom for most of the last... Yeah, we haven't won won too many. And so to have a Sheffield Shield medallion at home is pretty special. Absolutely. Something you can share with with whoever comes around to visit. That's right. Very good. And uh, nicknames. Uh, You know, we're big on nicknames at footy clubs and and tennis clubs and and, uh, bowls clubs, but... (laughs) Cricket, what's well, the nickname? Well, being six foot five as I am, no, sorry, five foot six, it probably didn't take, I think every one of my sort of height who's ever played cricket has been called Stumpy. Um, and what happened was that the uh, my cricket coach at school was a guy called Jim Rosevere, who's no longer with us. Um, apart from being a very good teacher and coach, he also wrote Neil Curley's autobiography, for instance, but... Um, he decided that he thought that I could play cricket a bit and took me down to Sturt, and so I actually played a couple of years of A-grade cricket while I was still at school. And one of the Sturt first 11 A-grade players was a bloke called John Halbert, who most people have heard of, and he nicknamed me Stumpy, and it stuck. It stuck. It always happens. Yeah. There's always someone that will uh, uh, pull out a, a nickname, and it always sticks. Yep. I, I'll, I'll tell you a very brief story, though, after I first played first class cricket I went back to I was playing for Adelaide and I went back to Adelaide for practice and a guy called John Nason who was one of the opening bowlers he looked at me and called me Red and I said Red what on earth is Red for I said that's not my name he said it's short for USSR and I said well what's that got to do with anything he said undersized state representative (laughs) Well, that, that's not bad, actually. Very, very good. Who was your childhood idol? Uh, football. Uh, it was Ron Barassi, uh, without doubt. I've still got somewhere, I don't know where, because I've been searching for it for years, but I can remember jumping the fence when um, they used to play uh, after the finals, a, a, a grand final between the two premiers, and that was at Norwood Oval, and I jumped over the fence and got Ron Barassi's autograph. Uh, and um, unfortunately, it's misplaced rather than lost forever, at least I hope so. But it, Ron Barassi, without doubt, probably second was <laughs> Carl Ditterich uh, from St Kilda and then Melbourne. Uh, cricket-wise, um, Gary Sobers, I think, was the guy who I thought, well, he probably is the greatest all-rounder that's ever lived Yep. So there you go. Oh, there you go. Nice. A, a diverse group of people to, to have as a sporting idol, I suppose. Um, who's, who's the team you support these days, uh, whether it be cricket, football, uh, <laughs> basketball? Uh, I can well, see the, the, the looks coming now. Yeah, well, a good friend of mine is a member of the Port Adelaide Football Club. He doesn't, I, he doesn't drag you to the game, No, does he, he? he no, doesn't. Okay, but, that's right. And I used to be a member of the Port Adelaide Football Club, but I made a vow a few years ago that while Ken Hinckley was coach of them, I'd no longer be a member, and that's the way it is. Uh, I still support Port Adelaide. I'm not a great Hinckley believer or philosopher, or, um, but Port Adelaide are my club in the Sandville at Sturt, which seems a bit of a contradiction, Sturt and Port seemingly not liking each other, but no, there you a, go. It'd be like the Nordport yeah, thing, that's right, yeah. Port Sturt, it's yeah. exactly the same. Yeah, I, I used to play footy at Sturt and, uh, under Jack Otey, and so, of course, uh, I lived in Mitcham, Torrance Park, so Sturt was all my first choice. Fantastic. Mm. And... Um, you know, like anything these days, if a movie's made about you, who is playing you? <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. Fantastic. That's an absolute beauty. 
Um, and do you have any secret talents that we should know about that you want to let the um, oh, public secret. know about? <laughs> <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Phil's sitting there shaking his head. So many to mention, I can't think of any at the moment. Time. Um, I, do love, I do love my music and I've got, um, dare I say it, a massive collection. Uh, that's probably the thing that um, intrigues me other than my love of sport and yep. I do a bit of uh, sports writing for one of the local newspapers, and that's also interesting. Beautiful. Keeps me going. Beautiful. And one last question I'll get you out of here on this one. Um, best bowler you've ever faced? <laughs> there is no doubt about that. Not, not Lewin Bowler? <laughs> there is no... Oh, you mean cricketer. Cricketer, yes. No, without doubt. The best bowler I've ever faced is Dennis Lilly. Um... I he you got he, your scalp a couple of times, didn't he? <laughs> Too many times. Too many times. <laughs> um, Sorry the, to bring the, up old the, yeah, Thanks very much. There's nothing worse than people <laughs> who look up history. Um, uh, I had a far better average if you took the innings against Lily out, but um, I was lucky or unlucky enough as an opening batsman to face Lily, Tomo, Michael Holding. Roberts, Andy Roberts, you know, it was a huge era of very, very good oh, fast bowlers. Um, but the reason that there's no question in my mind that Lily was the best is that it didn't matter whether he was bowling to me at five foot six or Tony Gregg at six foot five. He bowled everything sort of from throat to chest height and at you, whereas, I mean, Tomo was quick. But Tomo would bowl a bouncer that would go over the top of the... In fact, I, I was playing uh, at the Gabba one day and, and Tomo bowled me a bouncer. It not only cleared me, which wouldn't be a great achievement, but it also cleared um, McLean, who was the Queensland wicketkeeper, and actually hit the sight screen on the first bounce. Now, that's just a complete waste of energy and everything, whereas Lily just bowled at you. Lily by miles. Yep, fantastic. Thank you very much, Rick. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, we'll see you around the traps. Cheers. Thank you. We thank Rick there for his time. As I said, we pre-recorded this episode back on the 30th of September, which was, in in fact, our first episode. And, uh, yeah, if you'd like to go back and listen to those episodes, please do so via your favourite podcast provider. You're listening to The Game On Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. Flashbacks. Flashbacks. Past players. Past legends. Past legends. So we move on to our second interview tonight with our summer series. We already heard from Rick Drewer and we thought we'd keep the cricket theme going because of the Boxing Day and the New Year's Eve tests. So we thought we'd relive the interview with Wayne Phillips. Welcome back to the Game On podcast, Five Good Minutes in the Clubhouse. Again, we're probably going to go over five minutes with our next special guest, Wayne Phillips, former test cricketer for Australia, 27 tests, uh, 48 one-day internationals, and obviously a legend of South Australian cricket. Welcome, Wayne. Yeah, great, Tent. How are we? Yeah, all good. Thank you for that. Yeah, terrific days, and uh, yeah, the game uh, has been very, very good to me and continues to be. That's the important thing. So, yeah, I've been very, very lucky to be involved with it. And, uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's beautiful to be able to... uh, uh, reminisce and uh, yeah, and uh, ensure that uh, all of our listeners uh, just uh, realise how darn good I was. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Uh, Flip, let's go back to junior days, so 17s and 19s, and uh, let's go back to a bus trip where the cool kids sit on the back of the bus, and who did you sit with? <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, you're looking to catch up with him tomorrow, actually. Yes. So the great Gregory GMR, Gregory Michael Ritchie, and uh, yeah, Fat Cat, and that was the first time we caught up, and we've uh, continued to be genuine good mates for uh, for such a long period of time. But yeah, the uh, 
those uh, the the scullywags always sat at the back of the bus, and uh, we uh, I got on and walked down the back seat, and he was already sitting in the back seat already. Uh, yeah, they picked up the Queenslanders first, and there was Fat Cat already, and uh, yeah, we struck a relationship and have maintained it, a genuine one, and really do enjoy his company. We will come back to uh, to Greg Ritchie and uh, at a couple of times, various times, Flip. Now you deb- debuted for South Australia seventy seven seventy eight. But it was really the last game of eighty one, eighty two, where you uh, announced your arrival, one hundred and eleven and ninety one versus Victoria. Yeah, d- down at Cadinia Park. That's yeah. the uh, yeah, that, yeah. It's, it's uh, uh, they're doing the refurb of uh, the MCG, so uh, the, the the Sheffield Shield game uh, was played down there at Cadinia Park. So yeah, it was fortunate to get some runs in both. Hey, ends. Flipper, was that the Merv Hill Hill on the scoreboard game? Were they put Merv, Merv. Hughes deliberately put Merv Hughes up as Merv Hill? Stirring him up. <laughs> no, no, before his time. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, a little bit, uh, yeah, yeah, just before Merv's time. But uh, it was, uh, it was uh, amazing. So it's a terrific, you know, to, to watch the footy and tell, you know, people say, oh, yeah, what's that like? So, well, I've got a first class hundred. You know, not, not too many people know about it <laughs> down there at uh, that part of the world. But uh, it, it was, it was tremendous. What, what was it like playing at Cadinia Park? I mean, you don't really see it as a cricket ground. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I had a bit of a, a taste of uh, first-class cricket. So, you know, that was fine. I get in a game and, uh, yeah, against Victoria, they're a, a strong side. But, you know, Hooksy is our captain and uh, and to be playing and, and enjoying it and getting a few runs was just tremendous. Good spot. And then, of course, the next year, 857 runs at 47 with Rick Darling and the great year, 81-82, finally. South Australia, we can't say those words too often, winning the Sheffield Shield. <laughs> yes, a, a Sheffield Shield win, and uh, that was, yeah, that, it was great. It was a, a really good group that we had together, and uh, we played, and, you know, we looked at the, some numbers uh, later in the year, and if we won, you know, if, I think we needed to win the last three, and uh, and we'd win the Shield. Well, that's exactly what happened. And, uh, yeah, to uh, to be a part of that and to hold that Shield aloft and uh, and to, uh, to be remembered that way is, is pretty special. It's a, it, it, it's a great, uh, yeah, great memories. And, as I say, Hooksy's leadership was just outstanding, and uh, to grab the Shield was, was wonderful. Of course, we were struggling on that first day and a brilliant piece of fielding by Brian Vincent to run Julian Wiener out really changed the game. Yeah, it does. You know, and those 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 little little um, incidents, episodes, whatever you want to, you know, as they turn out to be highlights and memorable ones. It's that, and uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it, it changed the game. That was exactly right. Julian Wiener was in really good form and was, um, you know, was a tough, uh, was always going to be a great wicket to get. And uh, yeah, brilliant piece of work from Reddy, and uh, and we just kept going and had the momentum and managed to maintain it. And I will say the. Uh... Crowey's final shot, uh, sweep shot off the late John Scholes. The ball will end at about a metre away from me. And that, and I was actually, always remember that night, that uh, Malcolm Dolman actually, some, I somehow I got invited into the rooms, which I don't think ever pleased Hooksy too much. Uh, but I actually just virtually sat in the corner and hardly said a word and just had an awesome night. And, of course, from there it was to the Grenfell Tavern. Yeah, well, yes, you could not go there. And, uh, yes, it was, uh, it was a... a, a a pretty lengthy one, um, yeah. So uh, um, unsure as to which uh, exactly what day I got home, but uh, but we were members of the uh, Sheffield Shield winning team, and uh, and um, you know it was just fantastic. Well, we've already had a promise here that Malcolm wouldn't be home for a couple of weeks if uh, SA won a, uh, a Shield these days. Yeah, I reckon I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty safe with that one. Um, flip. Let's go to a famous innings too. You're 260 against Queensland. Uh, now, that was a, an amusing uh, innings for a number of reasons. Well, you look, it, it, it was, um, um, yeah, opening the batting and, and getting some runs here. Good side, uh, um, you know, that, that Queensland side. But, yeah, I was seeing him pretty well and scoring freely. So to, uh, to be able to keep keep moving and, uh, and and keep them moving along. Yeah, my, my highest first-class score. I was and, referring uh, yeah, to uh, how crook you were that day, Flip. 
<laughs> I lost a little bit of weight, and uh, yeah, they, uh, uh, yeah, the uh, seagulls are always very uh, supportive of them and giving them a feed. So that was pretty important, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> I was working on the scoreboard that that game, and that was just Flipper just kept making deposits. He'd hit a four and square cut Rackham and Dimmick for four, wander out to square leg and make another deposit. Oh, it was sensational. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's not ideal that that's how it's remembered that innings. But uh, I guess that if you were there and uh, you knew about it, well, that's exactly what did happen. So no issue at all, mate. <laughs> now, young Australian side, Zimbabwe tour, one hundred and thirty-five in a one-day game. Yeah, that was a you know we had a it was a fantastic side the the makeup of that side and, and you know it, it was a sensational trip I mean you know not too many people got to uh, got to go to Zimbabwe and they were just starting to emerge as a as a cricket playing nation and uh, you know to be a part of that side and to get over there and just see the facilities and and get a feel for what it was that they had and uh, yeah um, you know you mentioned the 130 you know late uh, late in the tour so that was a, a a very special part of the time and a great memory and uh, yeah playing in in as i say some of those parts of the world and uh, seeing some of the uh, facilities just spectacular place and then the 80, the 234 against tasmania and 83 84 Yes, yeah. Well, I was yeah fortunate enough to uh, uh, to grab another one there, but another, you know, it was just important that we try and win the game of cricket, and uh, yeah, to score freely, and it was, uh, you know, knowing my way around Adelaide Oval reasonably well. I was very confident and, and comfortable playing, so uh, yeah, being able to score quickly and sorry, you know, fluently was uh, was was very fortunate. Now, Flip, test your test debut. Now, it's fair to say, is it your life ambition? to make sure every single person in the world knows you made a 159 on debut? Uh, well, I've been re... I'm going about it pretty well. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Very I've well, not Flip. ever. Yeah, I've not ever kept it a secret um, that, uh, that that I that, that I've managed to get that. And look, you know, it's just that you know some of the ridiculous numbers that come up. You know, one fifty nine and be the start time of a funeral and all those sorts of things. Your daughter it's, did nominate uh, yeah. that, didn't she? Yes, indeed. So it's a, um, yeah, but uh, you know, to get that hundred and and for it to be so uh, provided me so many opportunities and you know the chances to speak about it and to um, uh, um, just to stretch it out a little bit. But yeah, very very special and uh, yeah, it, it's it, as I say, you know, it, it it'd be wrong of me not to share that information with people. Flip the ironical part about it is probably your greatest test innings since we didn't know as much about it was the one twenty odd in Barbados. Yeah, I, I, you know when, when the, they did a bit of a test, uh, they, they did a bit of history on it. You know, rank the 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 greater innings um, at test match level, and and mine I think was in the top twenty five of the. Um, of uh, Australia innings in, in Test match cricket, that, that 120. And all I say about that is, wow, gee whiz, those other 24, the top 25 must have been good uh, because uh, the, the 120 was just so, you know, such a, an amazing situation. And, uh, yeah, to be part of that and against that team, that line-up, that West Indies uh, group that uh, we played against and to get those runs was, uh, was very, very special. It was renowned as one of the best of all time. Yes, I'm. Yeah, just so um, you know, you know, four four sixes and uh, you know, hitting Marshall Garner holding um, all for six in in an innings was, yeah, it was 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 pretty neat. Didn't they uh, put up a warning for spectators outside the ground? Flip that guy. Yeah, dangerous. Yeah, they had to close the street off in Barbados. You know, it's just dangerous for people to be walking. Yeah, you'd have been worried if I hadn't shoved that one in. Flip. Now. Uh, Flipper, wicket keeping. Now you were a far better keeper than you gave yourself credit for. I, I think you know, like um, you didn't. So you started off a little bit as a keeping. Then you, when you made your debut for Sturt, Russell Vincent was the keeper. So you played purely as a batsman. So you sort of floated back and forth with wicket keeping nearly your whole career. Do you almost wish you hadn't seen, ever seen a pair of keeping gloves? But it, I just wish you'd worked harder at it as well. 
No, no, it was. Um, uh, I mean, you know, I, I I was playing cricket for Australia, and uh, you know, you're never ever not going to want to do that. And yes, I had the gloves. Yes, it got pretty tough towards the end, and you know, it was probably not my first choice. But I was getting picked to play for Australia, and uh, yeah, no issue at all. And I I I, I happily popped them away, the, the the gloves, you know, with the way my batting was going, so things were good. But, you know, they, they wanted a reserve keeper to go on tour here and there and that sort of thing. So I always had that uh, little backup uh, skill, that ability to be able to do it if required. And then the very sadly that the injury to Roger Woolley in, um, in the West Indies, um, and uh, I ended up with them and, uh, yeah, inherited them rather than deserved them. Uh, but, yeah, then I thought, well, whilst I've got them, I'll try and make them my own, and uh, and that's what happened. Do you think you could have worked harder to keep into spinners? Um, oh, b- probably, but it, it would have been harder. It, it would have been hard to do at that stage. I needed to have done it right through. So I had that, you know, you know 10, 12-year gap where I, I wasn't doing it. Well, then that made it hard to pick it up yeah. and go hard again. Mm. In in 1985, you were selected for the Ashes tour. That would have been a thrill. Amazing trip. I mean, you don't uh, understand the um, um, the what that entails. Um, you know, being a part of an Australian team, going on an Ashes tour to England, and some of the history those that have been before the uh, the relationships that you establish, the the place, the the doors that it opens for you. Just amazing, and uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah still one of the great memories. Now the late um, um, Her, Her Royal Highness uh, Queen Elizabeth, uh, sadly you know no longer with us, but to to meet her at Laws as you do day two, and uh, you know to shake hands. And uh, but my, my great memory was um, you know chatting with um, the late Princess Diana, and uh, yeah, as she was the patron of the Gloucestershire County Cricket Club, and had a lovely function that we were able to you know meet and chat and uh, enjoy and. Uh, yeah, to, to, to chat with her was just wonderful. That does bring back a memory which I didn't have, Dan. I reckon you were a young cricketer and played, was it for Essex on memory? Uh, no, no, I, I played. Earlier on? I played, uh, yeah, I, I actually had a scholarship at uh, at Lords oh, um, yeah, for the MCC. Right. Yeah, so I was a yeah, young professional at the MCC. So I lived at Lords. Um, yeah, I, I lived above the Lords shop there with Don Wilson, the uh, the, the head coach as he was. And uh, yeah, so to, to live at Lords, have the key to the gate, and all those sorts of things. Nineteen eighty one was was really special. It was a it was a terrific trip and a great opportunity. It gave me great uh, encouragement with the cricket. Uh, Martin Crowe was a, a member as well on on that trip. So we established a bit of a relationship, and uh, yeah, it was it was wonderful. Hooks, uh, let's go back to your um, your, your one day de- debut. <laughs> An incredible game for so many different reasons. <laughs> uh, Australia, yeah, yeah, across in Pakistan, and uh, yeah, I, I, um, the the game lasted for uh, for exactly six overs. Um, yeah, it was a bit of an issue down at uh, Fine Lake, Australia in the field, and. Um, yeah, Jeff uh, Lawson, the the, uh, the Pakistan uh, enthusiastic Pakistan crowd who just you know lobbed a few uh, um, plastic containers over the fence, and so Jeff uh, in his um, manner picked them up and threw them back into the crowd fairly firmly, and uh, that sort of prompted a genuine riot, and then they ran onto the ground, and uh, yeah, we uh, thought this isn't going overly well, and Marshy was um, uh, he was saying, well, I think we should nick off, and so we did nick off. Uh, I thought would nick off the ground but we got off the ground into the bus and home we went and yeah so my debut for australia didn't did not touch the ball uh, which was uh, yeah interesting but wow. yeah but uh, pretty memorable yeah six overs <laughs> and then wasn't another situation in india where virtually the the mahatma coat with greg got born from oh yeah very much so yeah that was um um you know he, he was the um he was the only person in the end, um, he, he could not speak the way we are speaking now. He, he was gone into that ridiculous uh, Mahatma Coat uh, um, uh, version, routine. Yep. Yeah, the, that's how he spoke the whole time. And, um, yeah, we, you know, if you, we wanted something ordered to, you know, order lunch, well, you'd go to Fakat and he'd, he'd speak in their language and uh, in, with their mannerisms and, and that's how we got. And he literally got back from the trip and he could not speak um, normal English at the time. So that was the birth didn't of he help uh, Mahatma stop, Coat. Didn't he help stop a riot with that? 
Oh, Over very there. much so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he could, yeah, he'd go and speak and, yeah, in, in that language and, uh, yeah, with those mannerisms and calm things. And, yeah, it became an absolute, uh, yeah, that, that was uh, one of his, gen- uh, another of his amazing skills, yes. Okay, um, let's go a couple of serious, serious ways here, Flip. Uh, depression, uh, that side of it, which also probably encompasses Hooksy as well. Oh, yes, I mean, you know, where um, yeah, I was challenged there with, with a couple of different issues, and um, yeah, that uh, and yeah, I got to a point where I just wasn't um, feeling overly comfortable uh, at all with uh, yeah doing what I would normally do, and uh, yeah, I was a lot happier being at home in the dark, uh, not playing golf, not catching up with mates, those sorts of things, and it, it really got a bit of an issue. And I, I was very fortunate; I was asked a question by. A, a mentor, a, a chap, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, um, yeah, are you okay? And uh, I was, you know, strong enough to answer it openly and honestly. And uh, yeah, went and had some research and, and then, you know, but had, had, I wasn't brave enough. I was sensible enough to go and have some um, uh, medical assessment. And uh, yeah, I still take medication for it now. And it just, it, things have got a bit big on me. And uh, now I'm so fortunate that, um, you know, that, that, that's support network is around the place in a much stronger and more available way it's uh, um, it's important that it is and uh, it's genuine uh, yes so um, it, but it was a it was a battle there for quite a while yes and you take yourself off to sit with the big photo of Hooksy and that don't you um Oh yeah, very much so. Yes, it was um, um, very much. You know, he, he was a very, very special uh, person. You know, to be standing next to him on the, on the night that, that he ultimately lost his life was uh, was a, a horrible experience. It was uh, yeah, still sends a, a few tingles. But um, you know, I always make a point of going down and seeing him at Adelaide Oval and having a chat with him and letting him know about how the kids and the grandkids and, and things are going and things I think he'd be interested in. And I talked to him and uh, yeah. He, as I say, he was a tremendous influence. Yeah, certainly a senseless night. It's just impossible mm. to put it any other way. Yep, absolutely. Uh, speaking of Hooksy, mate, you had a uh, record partnership with him in um, 87, 462 runs. That's a great achievement. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was a, um, uh, and, and, you know, the, the, the partner, you know, we were trying to win a game of cricket. That, that was the important thing against Tasmania. And, um, it wasn't perhaps not their strongest, um, you know, bowling lineup, uh, that they've ever had, but, you know, we were able to score quickly. We were able to keep the scoreboard moving. We were able to, you know, they kept reading out these, uh, with that boundary that takes them past the record of and, you know, all those sorts of things. So it was just tremendous to, uh, to have it recognized. Saka was so very, very, um, uh, privileged, I think, to have it recognized up in Hooksy's bar that, Tremendous photo after the uh, day's play, and uh, yeah, as I say, it's a it's a, bus, a a place I get up to quite a bit. But all we were trying to do was, uh, you know, uh, get on and win the game, and uh, and uh, that's exactly what we did. And uh, yeah, to have it recognised that way, very very special. Mate, to to, to say that the scoreboard was ticking over, you did it in two hundred ninety nine minutes and 80, 84 overs. That's that's <laughs> a pretty fair effort. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we were able to keep scoring and find the boundary fairly regularly, and we didn't have to do too much running. Uh, we did, <laughs> but uh, yeah, to uh, to get to that partnership was just wonderful. Just quietly, neither of you ever looked like remotely getting out. they being there watching either. <laughs> it certainly wasn't yeah. a worry about go go down the back for a while and come back. We knew you two would still be batting. Um, <laughs> no, it was yeah. tremendous. Uh, Flipper, you were you one bit. You, and it'd be remiss with the Adelaide Uni Footy Club listeners, not to mention Bob Neal, and you certainly enjoyed the whole our uh, stupidity and carry-on and uh, you and that and the slips enjoyed us from the uh, from the scoreboard, under the scoreboard with the whole Bob Neal bit and paging Dr Bob Neal, etc. Yes, indeed. Yeah, he was a, a regular and he was well acknowledged and, uh, yeah, gave us a smile out of the middle. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, he was well regarded and, uh, yeah, he got plenty of mentions. There was no problem with that and it just sort of, yeah, kept uh, kept the smile on your face and just find out what you scallywags are up to was uh, was wonderful. So, no, all good. No, no issue at all there, mate. He was a beauty. And there was one night I actually ran into Justin Langer and Bob Newell and he's actually turned around from in front of us and said, who in the hell is this Bob Newell? <laughs> so Brett Dutchke, who is a listener on the podcast, made it his job the rest of the season. Whenever Langer was walking out to bat, he would page Dr. Bob Neal 
And Langer got oh to the point of walking out to bat, shaking his head at a shield game <laughs> in Queensland as the illustrious Dr. Bob Newell would be paged. Of course, the legend, legend never was a doctor. So these things happen. No, no, just, yeah, incredible, isn't it? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's the the sort of thing that, uh, you know, the game can provide, does provide, and, and people could enjoy it along with the, the actual playing of, so. Mate, uh, speaking of uh, things that you enjoyed, you had to pinch yourself with Lily and Marshall and Chapel and all the greats there, mate, in the Australian team. Oh, just, you know, to, to, to come into that side and, yeah. uh, you know, that's basically my first series was the last, um, you know, that Pakistan series, the last of, of, of Rod Marsh, Greg Chapel, Dennis Lilly, you know, to be there a part of that and it was basically a farewell tour was the uh, was the trip and uh, it was the, the, the summer and, uh, yeah, the way they went about it and what they brought to the table, what they created for us and the legacy that they provided, just tremendous. And, uh, yeah, so to be a part of that is, uh, is a very special memory indeed. And um, obviously ushering in the, the, the new era of Australian cricket, you, you're a part of that for um, a few tests, is that right? Oh yes, I, I, I think so. You know, the, when you look at some of those ones that that came through and established themselves, Booney and um, you know Jeff Marsh came together. And then Stephen Moore, another who came into that side. Simon O'Donnell was a ripper, and uh, you know just these these younger guys, Craig uh, McDermott, and uh, you know they established themselves. Merv then came in and a real character, Booney, as I said earlier. But you know that, there was just you know some some real talent that was there, and you know then they got together and became a tremendous side. Um, on board of the captain and uh, led them with so well. So it was, uh, yeah, uh, great days, great memories. Yeah, um, you know, very, very lucky. Who, who was the biggest practical joker amongst that group? That oh, cat, nothing, no, no issue, <laughs> danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, but by daylight, no, no issue there at all. No competition. <laughs> uh, let's go to a serious one. The influence of uh, Kenneth George Cunningham on your career, mate. For um, muck around about KG, he is yes, a great yes, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, very much so. Yeah, so loyal and and um, you know just so genuine and and so supportive. Um, you know and uh, you know was uh, I think he, he saw in his eye that I had a little bit of talent and uh, yeah he gave me just so much encouragement and uh, yeah I was just so fortunate and continue to be supported by him. Um, you know with uh, got me into do some media and all that sort of stuff. So he he's been a great influence, mate. And uh, yeah, anything I can do to help him, I do and. Uh, make a point of doing that because it was just tremendous you know no, no issue at all now pete you mentioned the king of practical jokes i'd say uh, certain wayne bentley phillips ranks pretty high in that regard now there was a district game uh sturt playing east torrens uh, east torrens that week had signed a major sponsorship deal with dean southwood <laughs> re non-smoking so flipper <laughs> is facing up to the first ball of the game as the bowler virtually gets into his delivery stride, Flipper backs away, packet of smokes out the pocket. Anyone want to smoke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, there's a, there are a few um, that we had some fun with. I think my, the, the, it, was the, it was basically the wife we ended up with. We, I ended up getting the... Um, uh, Sam Howard to bowl two overs in a row, which yes. was uh, yeah A grade, you know first grade game. That was something that I always thought of. Like I wonder if I could get this past the umpires. I've got it to happen, and I was just standing there thinking, I don't know that I can achieve too much anymore. And uh, yeah, so then the end of that, that was uh, pretty much the end of it. So yeah, that was yeah, the last the... over of the day and the first over of the next day, wasn't it? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes it was, sense uh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. So it was all the plan. We all knew it. The team knew exactly not to ask any questions where they were to stand. And uh, yeah, sure enough, in they came. And yeah, get Salisbury. And uh, yeah, got the two overs in a row. So uh, yeah. Did any was, of the Salisbury uh, guys realise? Um, the captain Harvey Jolly, um, where the, the scorer's light was flashing, and uh, Harv came out and wanted to know what's going on. You know, what are we going to do here? Oh, no, I said, well, I've, Sorry, Harv, I've been playing for years, I've never experienced that before. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, what do we do now? Yeah, so yeah, it was a, it was a bit, bit uh, yeah, uh, played in the right spirit, but yeah, not quite right. <laughs> Any wickets get taken? Uh, no, 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 it's a tragedy, but uh, yeah, so it could have been perfect, but yeah, that's, uh, that was just Anyone <laughs> else they would have thought was an accident, obviously, with you, Flip, we knew, we knew far better in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
Now, your end of your Australian career, it's a bit bizarre. Your last one-day game, you uh, joint man of the match and uh, give the words what you told uh, a young Steve War as he's come out to bat. Oh, yeah, well, we were chasing, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Whitney Wellington. So, yeah, chasing and uh, uh, it was a tough total. And, uh, yeah, we... Uh, um, I think uh, Stephen came out and we were needing eight or ten and over or something. It was, yeah, crazy. And, uh, yeah, I said to him, with your youth and my talent, uh, we'll get these with uh, two overs to spare. And that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, we, he, he wrote it in his book, unfortunately. It wasn't ideal. But, yeah, we uh, we, we got them and, uh, yeah, it was rem- remembered that way. So, and, uh, yeah. I think there's a career in motivational speaking for you, mate. <laughs> I wonder. Of course, and your week after the uh, 400, and we better not miss this one out, Flip, your week after the 462 runs, you uh, you hit a couple in the middle in the McDonald's Cup final. Yes, yeah, down there in uh, in Hobart, of course, and uh, yeah, against Tassie, so... To, to win that game and to win the McDonald's Cup was uh, was a beauty for South Australia. So, um, yeah, great. It was one of the um, great uh, mess-ups of, of Hooksy's of Hooksy's yes. time, unfortunately. Um, yeah, when the, he did the... Um, um, yeah, did the headline. Yeah, the the, uh, the the presser before the game. Yeah, the, no, I think the question he was asked by... One, um, yeah, what's it going to be like? You know, um, yeah, I think with 14,000 people, how good is that going to be? Yeah, Hooksy, yeah, 14,000 people, 28,000 heads. Yeah, that's going to be great. And, uh, yeah, it didn't go down overly well. And, uh, yeah, they remembered it the next day. Don't worry. <laughs> and we, uh, Glenn Bishop got 100 in that game. And then you um, creamed him with 70-odd not out at the end. Yes, yeah, got a few at the end. So yeah, that got us to the score. That you know gave us plenty enough to uh, to be able to uh, uh, set a challenge for for Tassie. And uh, yeah, they they just wouldn't be able to get the chase done. So we held on. And uh, yeah, that, that, that terrific, terrific win and terrific memory. That one, uh, yeah, holding that uh, trophy aloft. Bob Simpson, the word. Bob Simpson, no, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, was appointed the coach of the uh, the, the Australian team, and um, the, the, I, I, he saw it necessary that some changes needed to be made, and not, you know, with not attitude, but with personnel and style and all that sort of thing. And yeah, there are a few that, uh, um, you know, probably went about it in a way that he didn't necessarily agree with. So yeah, he, he had to make some tough decisions, and uh, and that's what happened. And yeah, there there were some changes in the uh, the Australian lineup, and uh, yeah. I'm the back of that, and that was the uh, that was the end, unfortunately. So, yeah, you uh, and, so uh, be it. You and Greg were probably never going to be his cup of tea. <laughs> well, you know that that uh, yeah, he, he he saw some uh, necessity for some different uh, style of play and some some different attitude of and of um, of uh, discipline and that sort of thing. So that that was the reasoning behind it, I'm sure. And then uh, coaching the Redbacks, and of course you wonder why there was any ever problems. You you got the you got us into the final eight. There was no problems, I would thought. <laughs> Yeah, they were uh, terrific time. Yeah, ultimately, not not a, a huge amount of success to uh, to to to, uh, to to relate to. But as I say, uh, you know, just just terrific. And uh, yeah, the great relationships we've established, and some great memories, and uh, some great times. And uh, yeah, it was another lovely little chapter in, in my time with the game. All right, I'll give you a serious one. You, your carte blanche. You can do anything to South Australian cricket. At the moment, what would you do to make our Shield team competitive? Oh, gee, um, I thought. Um, well, I'd, I'd, I'd um, well, what I'd do is I'd drop, I'd drop uh, Travis Head and Alex Carey from the Australian side. Yeah, come on, I want a serious answer, Flip. <laughs> Come on. Um, look, I just, you know, I, 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 I'd, I'd love to try and toughen up uh, great cricket a little more yeah. if I could, and yeah, whatever. Now I know that there's some talk of that uh, going to happen and, and will happen, but let's see how that plays out. But I just, I just don't know that that, that uh, Premier Grade cricket is is providing the the the. the firm competition that we need it to do to get our players right and ready for shield cricket. It's yeah, I'm not sure about this the proposed, you know, Div 1, Div 2 almost and how that's going to work. Are state players going to have to play in Div 1, etc. Look, it's one thing. It was Hooksy's idea to go for district cricket 11 to 6 o'clock, let's play shield hours. 
And I think we all thought, yeah, yep, you can see that. But it wasn't really thought of the flow-on effect of, right, the older guy, 30, 31, 32, stopped playing grade cricket and it has Ooh. become a younger one and it has lost that competitive edge. You know, you think back to when you started, Flip, you know, KG, Bob Blewett, Clacker Clark, right. You know, yeah, yeah. Trevor Pearce and Barry Cause, but there was tough nuts. It was, it was a. You know, I scored for Kenzie back in those days, and it was a, it was a bloody tough competition. Very much so. Yeah, I, I played. You know, the, my first Shield game, uh, we started a tiny bit late because we waited for the Australian players to come back from the Australian duty to to be part of that side. Their plane was delayed, but Gary Cozier and Ashley Mallet both played in that game. Um, yeah, Australian Test match players playing great cricket. Which, yeah, you used to regularly have that. Like a game against Glenelg, you'd play in, and Greg used to play three, four, five district games a year. And it was, Very you, much as so. a young kid, yeah. it was a great education. Tremendous. Yes, exactly right. And I just don't know that that's presenting itself to them um, as uh, you know as uh, as, a, as of today. And that's uh, yeah, that's the pest. So yeah, some, something needs to be done. I don't know that. I don't think there's a, a short, quick, brief answer. But we need to be certainly trying to uh, ensure that the uh, the quality of play is there and and doing what it needs to do. One of my other pet hates is we the big bash started and it was a golden goose ticket. Like if you'd said you were going to sell out Adelaide Oval for domestic cricket, you know, would have put you in the asylum uh, convention sort of thing. And then they killed the Golden Goose by just playing. The Big Bash seems to go for, for you know, it's like Blue Hills never finishing. And that's from a cricket <laughs> That's from a cricket nut. I just think they just killed the – instead of making it a must-have and a must-go, it's become a, yeah, I might go, you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yes, yeah. The, you know the, the the longevity of of, of it is uh, yeah. He's, he's asking a few questions, isn't it? The relevance of it, and uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, um, um, look, it's a terrific product, but I don't quite know what it's doing for. Uh, as we're saying, you know, the, the question was about um, getting South Australian cricket and making sure it's sharp and hard and firm and doing what it needs to do. Well, there's some questions of the whole game being asked. Okay, best players played with. Against that sort of things, so best oh, bowlers faced, hardest um, bats, all that sort of side of things. Yeah, well, the, the, the you know that that West Indies side to play against them was uh, was wonderful, and um, you know so you look at some of those names and you know those that have been knighted due to their uh, contribution to the game of cricket. You know, so that they were just fantastic. I mean, you know, you just run down through that 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 West Indies eleven, and uh, you know you look at some of the great players that have ever played the game. So uh, yeah, to be a part of that. Um, uh, Rod Marsh, obviously, Greg Chappell, another, Dennis Lilly, another brilliant, Alan Border to play with those. I mean, you know, they're, they're just, you know, special against Imran Khan, um, Wazim Akram, you know, uh, yeah, there, there's no, and then go back to England, um, you know, Ian, uh, Ian Botham, David Gower, um, all of those sorts of guys. It was just, yeah, Bob Willis, you know, all, all, all that. Yeah, you're just so darn lucky, mate. And, uh, yeah, great names and great contributors to the game. Mate, uh, we talk about playing uh, all, with all those great players and obviously your achievements. We'd be doing a disservice if we didn't mention the uh, 159 again. Um, <laughs> I was a bit dark. We got the cricket on in the background here, and Labuschagne played and missed on 153. Do you think I was? I was hoping he'd nick that to let you know that you still had him covered, Flip. <laughs> uh, mate, did I did I uh, read somewhere or hear somewhere that there's a petition circulating trying to get the Adelaide Oval changed to Phillips Field? Uh, yeah, that's been a massive push. Uh, I understand from one person. Uh, that uh, you know, I don't think it's quite caught on as I'd hoped, but uh, yeah, so we can have a bit of fun with that. And uh, yeah, it's a, it, it's got a nice, you know, it's got a nice tone to it. It's got a nice feel to it. I think. Oh, so we'll see what happens. Now, yeah. Flip, there was one thing I'm very glad Pete brought that up because it reminded me. Now we've just had the national draft occurred, and a certain Wayne Bentley Phillips is probably one of, if not the main reasons why the draft system got changed. Go for that and explain everything what happened, Flip. 
oh, oh sorry, no, I, I just, um, no, well, I was a little bit bored and, uh, yeah, didn't have a lot to do. So, uh, yeah, just nominated myself for, for the AFL draft. Yeah, got through the first, yeah, didn't quite, uh, didn't get picked up, but, uh, yeah, got uh, some lovely letters from yeah. the AFL. And, uh, and Didn't you uh, put the wide wingman and could boundary umpire at the same time, Morfordville Park, <laughs> Seagrave or something? I was going to say, how many SNFL games uh, are we up to? None. No. <laughs> <laughs> How many A grade uh, games are we up to? <laughs> so, just very, very poor. Yeah, it was uh, just a, a quiet time in the days at SGIC and needed a letter. So, yeah, yeah, got it done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what made I've you think? Gotta... What made you think right, of that? Sorry. Oh well, I had nothing to do, so yeah, I saw okay. that, and yeah, thought that it might be worth, uh, uh, might be worth um, having a, a bit of a run out. I've got to wrap it up, boys. <laughs> yes, as I said, uh, don't worry about the practical jokes from uh, Greg Ritchie. Flipper was well and truly in, con- in contention. <laughs> hey, Flip, greatly yeah, appreciated, mate. No troubles at all, guys. No worries. Always good to chat, and uh, yeah, I hope that uh, those that uh, do have a listen get a bit of a smile out of it. It's been very good to me. Thank you very much, mate, and uh, we might touch base with you once again uh, in, in a little while. And well played on your role with the Veterans Carnival last week too, oh, Flip. Yes. Thanks for that. Well done. Great no result, South Australia as well. South Australia. Wonder you know, we had the girl, yeah. we had the the strikers on uh, and that, and South Australia, you know, winning Div 1 and Div 2. For a week, we were the dominant cricket state. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if we can get it happening on a regular basis? Beautiful, yes. boys. Sounds like Thanks, Thanks, mate. See you now. Bye. And, mate, we've just had uh, Flipper uh, on for a fantastic interview that I don't think I've stopped laughing the entire time. Oh, he is a very funny man. Look, lucky enough to have spent a fair bit of time with Flipper over the years. And, yeah, glad that I remembered the draft. Uh, the story, the, the yes. The story, the bit at the end, because it's, uh, it's not often that you get Wayne a little bit tongue-tied, so I'm quite happy to <laughs> notch that one up on the belt. In, enjoys his golf, uh, which we briefly talked about before we uh, started the interview. But uh, as a cricketer, you, you don't get any much. You don't get much better than uh, Flipper. Oh, look, Flipper's one of the great left-handers. Yes. You know, Phillips, Hooks, Lehman. You know, it's uh, we've been blessed in that way. Flipper was sublime timer of the ball, and just yeah, very very funny man. Played in the golden era of uh, of of cricket. Um, mentioning some of those names, and obviously. Uh, you know, uh, through England and the West Indies and obviously Australian cricket was just amazing. And we've got some serious side as well. I'd like to thank both of our uh, special guests on tonight's episode. Certainly some great insight there from Rick Drewer earlier on, but Flipper was just an absolute pleasure to have. So thank you once again for listening to our podcast in 2022. We're going to be signing off uh, as our last episode for 2022. Our first episode of 2023, which will be next week, We'll still be continuing our summer series and as part of that summer series where we go back and revisit some of the interviews that we've already done over the year, some of our favourite interviews over the year with Rodney Maynard and John Wynn. Some fantastic interviews there that we're sure you'll enjoy. And then the week after that, Malcolm will join me back in the studio for live broadcasting. But until then, Happy New Year to everybody and we'll see you next year. In this crazy world we live in, we all need the distraction. Enjoying the show? Like, rate, and subscribe. Hook up and connect with us on social media at SportsCast SA. We'll see you next time on Game On.